friend were like, so what was it like to have that really graphic sex scene? And I was like, oh, we're going to get a graphic sex scene in Rocket Man? Yeah! And then it was in the dark mm-hmm. with silhouettes. They had their pants on the entire time. I was like, oh, graphic, huh? That's cheap. Where? All right. I, 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 no tongue was used, so let's just be real about that. Like, whatever. I mean, if, if there isn't a tongue in the ass, is it really an open No, no, just movie? tongue in general. But did I did, ooh, I recently watched the Leaving Neverland documentary last night. Oh, God. Holy hell. I do not want to watch that. It's very good. It's such a, it's hilarious. Um, Victoria, <laughs> we're recording already? No, I'm about to click it. Oh, click it. We should, yeah, let's just keep talking. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Adultish Podcast. I'm Brendan Sokler. Uh, Adultish is a show that you can watch on adultish.tv. Or on Footprint.tv. There's so many not-TVs that you can check it out on. And welcome to the show. I'm Brendan Sokler. I'm David Ray. And I'm Bevan. Thank you, everyone, for checking in with us today. Uh, if you like what you see, please sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Adultish underscore series. What are we talking about today, David? Well, we were uh, just talking before we went live about Rocket Man because you got to see it. We have not yet. And you seem to be disappointed by the lack of graphic sex scenes. Um, I believe Victoria said it in another conversation, and Bevan then echoed it, uh-huh. uh, that basically she wanted to see some Muppet action. What's that? Uh, just down to the elbow. Hand up. Down to the elbow. Yeah. <laughs> did, is that... I did not... No, 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 no. Let's just clear this out right now. It's not that I was hankering for a graphic sex scene. It's that I saw an interview where a reporter was talking to the two actors, Richard Madden, who's Rob Stark in Game of Thrones, and Taron Egerton, who was in Sing and the Kingsman trilogy, and that she was like, so guys... Was it uncomfortable for you to do that graphic sex? She said graphic. So I went... What, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Bevan. Uh, this person's credentials, who was this uh, interviewer that uh, said that? What I think it was Entertainment Weekly. Entertainment Weekly? Yeah. All right, we've got to find this person out and call them out on that bullshit, I'm guessing, right? <laughs> well, I just went in thinking... Oh, what were you thinking? Tell me what you imagined this graphic sex scene was going like to be. Game of Thrones. I mean, so like, what? No, give me, give me, give well, me okay, details. So, like, what did you want to see? So, Bevan, what were you expecting? <laughs> I was expecting, one, a bunch of light, because in Game of Thrones sex scenes, you can see most of the skin. You, you mean well lit? Well lit. That's what I you mean. Okay. I was expecting well lit. I was expecting to hear a lot of grunting or something, because like, it's, it's graphic, right? So we're like, ah, oh, grunting, well lit, uh, maybe a couple of humping going along, like just humping. Or something like that. So in the movie, it's actually, it takes place during a montage of a song because, surprise, this is a musical. Is it Tiny Dancer? It would be great if it was Tiny Dancer. It was actually actually not Tiny Dancer. It it actually happened. No, no, no. It happened. No, the bitch is the opening of the show. Oh, great. Uh, Tiny Dancer is actually, it takes place before they have sex. Got it. I don't remember the song that was playing when they were having sex. Because she wasn't paying attention to anything but. But the lack uh, of, <laughs> but the lack of just visual. I was like, oh, okay, cool graphic sex scene person. But that's okay. We're so for the listeners, uh, if you if you're not looking at Bevan's face right now, she seems pretty unsatisfied. Um, <laughs> is 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 your uh, wanting to see Rocket Man was because of your love of Elton John or for the curiosity of seeing Elton John 
in a sex scene. So actually, or to see Tyler uh having having sex um, in a movie. No, actually, I wanted to see it because of Taron because I heard that he actually sang his own vocals and that he was pretty good. And to me, whenever somebody's like, no, 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 this kid can actually sing and he actually pulls it off very well, then I was like, fuck it, let me go see if he does. And he does. He is the reason why this movie does actually work. Mm-hmm. Um, also, too, I think this movie would just be another attempt like Bohemian Rhapsody if it hadn't been labeled a musical. And it, well, it actually, it because it was a musical, it was less boring. Because we, how many times have we seen a movie about, oh, a rock star that comes from a troubled background, and he, he gets... He gets becomes an alcoholic because of the fame, and he can't handle it. I mean, he, he gets caught up in drugs, and he can't handle it. Like we, I think I've seen that like eleven times. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What about Oscar movies? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've seen the story so many times about like how fame is destructive, and a bad home can make you disruptive, and yada yada yada. Because they make it a musical, it works to okay. me. Uh, they really utilized Elton John's songs, which were very much written by he and his uh, writing partner, Bernie, through to mirror what was going on with Elton at the time of his life. So they utilized that to help tell the story and move things along. There's a lot of great... So to me, there's three songs that really do the best part of being falling into that musical category, which is um, Saturday Night. They use Saturday night to montage Elton going from starting to play in a club, in, in a club uh, where he's, as a kid, as a 13-year-old, 14-year-old kid, and it goes into him being a 20-year-old of him, like, this is what he does for these years as he plays at this bar on Saturday nights uh, to the crowd, and that's how he first got discovered to go on tour with Motown Group. So I thought they utilized the song Saturday Night very well to storytell what was happening to Elton. Um, another good part was actually Rocket Man. The second, the second strongest part was Rocket Man. Is that the scene that we see in the trailer? Oh, uh, oh no, that's Crocodile Rock. Uh, So that actually, he didn't play Crocodile, in real life, he didn't play Crocodile Rock at that concert where it happened, but he did jump up and do that floating like element um, during his first uh, performance, but they decided to do, no, that's the Muppet show where there were (laughs) Crocodile. Um, what was I? Oh, Rocket Man takes place when he first tries to commit suicide, and he jumps into the pool. And there's a really great visual element of like at the bottom of the pool, Elton sees a, sees a younger version of himself in an astronaut outfit, asking him when is he going to come down. And he starts realizing in his head, I think I've taken this too far. Um, and in real life, which is what they mirror happening during the song of Rocket Man, is that he gets pulled out from the pool, he goes to the hospital, they pump his stomach, they dress him up, and he goes to Dodger Stadium immediately afterwards. And that did actually happen in real life. He was in the hospital, he got stomach pumped, and then like less, like 24 hours later, he was on Dodger Stadium performing Rocket Man. And he killed it. And he killed it. And so I thought that was very good storytelling, too. And then the end, I don't, do you guys care if I spoil it? Yeah, he's still alive. No. Spoiler alert. What he does, the other musical number that works really, really, really well at the end was they use the song I'm Still Standing Mm -hmm. um, because he goes into, well, he, it actually takes place with him talking in the opening. He comes in 
to rehab and they start talking about, all right, tell me about your life so we can figure out what the fuck is wrong with you. Um, so he's kind of in this rehab center in and out the entire time. Um, so at the, at the end, his partner comes, it's actually more of a love story between when I mean love story, I mean a brotherhood story between him and his writing partner who is straight. He's a straight male. And, um, the fact that he's been like the only consistent, loving, nurturing friend in his entire existence. So he comes to visit him at the rehab center. He's like, you know, you've got to go. Who, uh, the writing partner. Is this Bernie? Tim? Okay. I thought I was like Tim Rice. Cause I didn't no. know where coming No, that's, that's, that's the Lion King and Aida. Yeah. No, no, no. Bernie was the one that wrote most of the, like he wrote. The writing was David Furnish. No, no, it's Bernie. Anyway, sorry. Anyways, um. He wrote the lyrics, and Elton John wrote the songs. Um, basically, he comes to the rehab center, and he says, you know, you've got to find yourself again and find a way to be the person that you are without the drugs and the alcohol. And so he goes to a piano in the rehab center and starts composing I'm Still Standing, and the movie ends with him coming out of rehab, and he's moving on. And it actually kind of morphs into the 80s music video that Elton John did for I'm Still Standing, yeah. and that's how the movie ends. And I thought that was... I thought, it doesn't go into the 90s? No, it doesn't go into the 90s. Uh, well, I mean, I'm Still Standing was late 80s, early 90s. So, yeah, it, do, it goes from, like, the 70s into the early 90s, I would say. Does it go into his duet with RuPaul, or does it go into the no. Lion King? No, it doesn't go into the Lion King. God damn it, what a disappointment. Listen, Rocket Man 2, this time it's actually just the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that. And the musical, and yeah. how it evolved. It's because they wanted to hit on his lowest points in his life, and I think Elton, Elton John was very much involved with this process. I, I yeah, he was an executive know. producer, right? Yeah, he... That said, listen, I don't want this actor lip syncing to my actual voice. I want this person to actually sing. So he, Taron Edgerton, had to audition for Elton John. Yeah, he did. But actually, he actually almost got the part, anyways, because he was in that movie animated feature Sing, and his character, the ape that he plays, was saying, I'm still standing. Huh. So, in a way, he, he already got the job. That was his audition almost. How did that movie do? It did very well soundtrack-wise. Okay. I think it got all the money because mm-hmm. it's a children's film with pop music. Um, that I does mean, make money, I guess, yeah. They had in it. They had Matthew McConaughey. They had... Oh, and kids love him. They kids had, are like, I, I don't grow older. I stay the same right. age. All right, all right. When, when they grow up, they want to talk to their younger version exactly. and their older version. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. That's, is, they, uh, ins- they aspire. You to teach the kids while they're young through Linklater films. Otherwise, how can you expect them to be the pervy guy in a parking lot? Uh, but I did think that the message was really interesting too, because, um, and again, I'm spoiling the shit out of this, mm-hmm. but his whole thing in real life is that Elton John never got hugged by his actual father. So at the end, when Elton's having this like breakdown and this epiphany of like, I've got to let this past go about what happened to me in my childhood. Then a little Elton shows up and says to, which his name is Reggie in mm-hmm. real life. Um, so Reggie shows up at the end and he said, Elton, when are you going to hug me? Mm-hmm. And it got, like, I got a little teary-eyed from that because I thought it went really well of, like, the lesson of, like, you need to hug yourself and then, like, be okay. Mm-hmm. So he sits down to hug him and then that's when he goes back to writing and that's when I'm Still Standing comes in. Okay. And, you know, and there's a lyric in there 
feeling like a little kid. I'm still standing better than I ever did. Looking like a true survivor, feeling like a little kid. So it's like, it, it, they did a very good job with the musical numbers for the most part. There was a couple of musical numbers I was like, meh, this doesn't work as Not well. Yeah, but for the most part, I think they accomplished what, it's definitely in a, my my expertise. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely more, not less of a jukebox musical and more of a episodic musical mm -hmm. where the music is actually serving a purpose to drive the storytelling aspect Good. of it. Which really bothers me when they call things musicals and the music is just there in performance aspect of like, you know, like Selena is a good example. It's not a bad movie, but it's a no. movie with music. Yeah, it's not a musical. It's not a neither musical. is Star is Born. No, neither is no. a Star is Born. No. And even though people are calling it a musical, it's like, no. but it's all taking place in a concert aspect. And it's not driving the story. Someone, uh, you, you can have musicals where it doesn't necessarily drive the story, but if you are not elevating yourself into a heightened world, if it's just, we just happen to be singing here, it ceases to be a musical. Because, yeah. like, Spring Awakening, none of those songs further the plot. They're just commenting on how angsty they are. But, still a musical. But Star is Born, definitely not. No. Because they're just, there's no heightening of the world. It's just, hey, we're here. We're singing. Anyway. That thing you do is not a musical. Yeah. We should watch that. That's a wonderful movie. It's a wonderful fucking yeah, movie. It, and again, that's where I just get annoyed when people just slap musical on the thing. It's like, no, you got to be visually stunning with the music numbers. You need to have... And they were basically saying, in a sense, that this was all coming from Elton John's psyche of dealing with what was happening to him. These musical numbers. Like, there was a great montage moment, I forget what song it was, where Richard Madden and... Taron Edgerton are singing, and it's a montage of their relationship because he became his. He played. He played Richard Reed, which was the manager, mm -hmm. first Elton John's first boyfriend and his manager for the longest time. Okay. And he never really loved Elton John. He just wanted to capitalize on his uh, success. Do they make him out as a like a villainous type? Kind of, kind of. They do turn him. First, they turn him into. Oh, Elton finally found someone that he can have sex with. Um. That's all he needed. Well, I mean, because <laughs> Finally, the explicit graphic sex scene from this Entertainment Weekly writer yeah. wanted to yeah. fantasize and, about. Yeah, and they kind of montage, uh, like, Richard kind of telling Elton, oh, you need all these things. You need all these things. And is, is it kind of like that jerk in Bohemian Rhapsody type of villain? I never saw that. You know? Okay. I didn't see Bohemian Rhapsody either. It's it's very underwhelming. It's kind of patronizing as well. But anyways. Yeah, yeah, no. So th they did paint Singer for that. I do. <laughs> I mean, I will say, I think it did help that Elton was still alive when this movie was taking place. Yeah. And I do give Elton John a lot of credit for allowing the movie to go to really dark places. Because there's sometimes when the character Elton John is just a big old dick. Yeah. Like, he's just... Which I appreciate. Of, which I appreciate yeah. that Elton John was like, yeah, I was a dick. Yeah. And he wanted the movie to show the the very extreme highs and the very extreme lows. Right. And how a lot of this was also his doing, too. Um, so it's I, his career. It's his You career. know, yeah. He's culpable. So I appreciate the honesty about it, unlike Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, there was, a, there was extreme raw uh, honesty about it, too. Cool. And then even Bryce Dallas Howard's mother character she wasn't the best person either but she also Bryce Dallas Howard played his mother yeah wow why wow she's like 37 and he's what 26 
did she poop out him when she was 11? Is, is Elton John's mother British? Yes. How's her accent? I thought her accent was really well. I, I was not bothered by her accent. I thought she acted the shit out of it. Um, I also appreciated her being heavier set in this movie, too, because I bought... Well, she is curvy, isn't she? Like, she's a very curvy yeah, lady. She's not... Like, like in Jurassic World, she's a lot thinner than in... Well, duh, all that running in heels. Yeah. Belt. Yeah. Um... No, but she definitely, like, I definitely felt like she put on some pounds, and or they did some makeup to her face, because as the years went on, um, no, I thought she, I bought that she was a woman stuck at home doing nothing but drinking and smoking, because her body and her stature represented what was going on with her. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... It's it had a lot of oh you know what I forgot another good moment where the music actually helped for the long plot goodbye yellow brick road meant so much more because that was the moment where he was like fuck I'm gonna die if I don't go to rehab right so they used goodbye yellow brick road as his um as his way like it starts off with Bernie singing it to him being like you're going to kill yourself mm-hmm. if you don't stop mm-hmm. if you don't stop. And uh, and he's like, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna watch you do it. And he walks out on him, and then he's about to go on and perform in New York, and he's like dressed up in this elaborate garb, and he starts singing the other part of Yellow Brick Road, and then finally he's like, fuck it, and he gets into a cab, abandons the concert, and goes straight into rehab. And I thought that was a really great, uh, a re- really great song choice for that because the song itself does echo the the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road lyrics meant more. In that sense. Yeah. So, overall... Oh, see it. See it? See it. Even though you didn't get that sex scene that you wanted? Oh, I mean, look past that. <laughs> Listen, I, can, can, we can, can send you a few videos no, of I'm what not. it could be. Uh, just glitter-covered people fucking? Sure. There was an orgy scene. Hey, and? And? It took place during Benny and the Jets. Which that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Which one was Benny, and how many jets were there? <laughs> how many people were in that orgy? I too many, because it was like this mosh pit of like dancing. That's there's no such thing. thing. That's a thing. I know. <laughs> too many. There's too many. I mean, like I don't, I didn't know, I couldn't count. Because right. basically, he was like crawling out of this orgy that was happening, because he was just on this like deep end of like. What the fuck is happening to me? I'm so drugged out right now. So that was like that was like the pinnacle of the before the before the, the downfall. The by Yellow Brick Road, yeah. Okay. A uh, fuck pile is uh, an elevated cuddle puddle. Gotcha. Which, gotcha. by the way, I still don't understand what Benny and the Jets is about. Uh, orgies, apparently. Uh, apparently, according to the movie, it's just orgies. Yeah. Uh, Benny and the in- Jets. Interesting. Uh, I, a correction from uh, my part. I said David Furnish. David Furnish is his actual partner right now. Uh, it's been he's been his partner for a few years, uh, but he's a filmmaker, not nothing to do with music. I mean, he has something to do with music. Isn't but he like a lot younger than Elton John? Uh, David Furnish, I don't know. He's uh, Elton John's seventy three. He's he's fifty six. All right, so Rob in the cradle. <laughs> yeah, getting the young yeah. guy. He's my mother's age. Oh my <laughs> god. Uh, so anyway, so yes, I recommend highly to go. If not, I wasn't a huge, huge Elton John fan, but... But he's always been around. But he's always been around, and you know his music, and Taron Egerton deserves a god. If if Remy Malik, what's his name? Remy Malik. Yeah, if Remy yeah. Malik can win an Oscar for lip-syncing in Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. Taron Egerton deserves it a lot more. Okay. Because he just put in so much effort. Mm-hmm. 
and his vocals. And he did say that he, Elton John, had to teach him how to growl because he was classically, Terry Edgerton was classically trained. Mm -hmm. And Elton John's like, honey, this is not going to be a musical theater performance. I know this is a musical, but you better sound like a rock and roller. So he had to get the growl in and the raspiness in, and he did a very good job. That's cool. I think that what attracted me to wanting to see it, which I haven't been able to yet, is uh, visually it looks really good. Oh, it's visually very good. It looks really fun to look at. Who directed this? Good question. Let's go. Yeah. Let's figure this out. Um, while, while we're on that, we'll segue out, uh, real quick. So speaking of Brian Singer ruining things, mm-hmm. uh, and Queen, they, they were, they were both they in were cahoots. Both pretty culpable. Yeah. Of like making that movie pretty bland and patronizing. Yeah. Like, it honestly looks like a butter sandwich of a film to me. Yeah. I was just like, ugh. Not good. Uh, I don't. Need I have better Queen movies in my head. Yeah, and they still star Sasha Baron Cohen in my yep. head. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, 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 so. Uh, Dexter Fletcher. Oh, good old Dex Flex. Dex Flex, yeah. Wow. Good old Dex Flex. Yeah, he, uh, he was a male bodybuilder. Uh, was he? Yeah, and uh, his favorite color... After is, you see this picture, you'll be like, look at this. glitter. <laughs> Look at that male bodybuilder. Good God. That man looks like he could stare a whole... He looks through. like Beethoven. Yes. Literally. He, he looks, looks like Beethoven. Like Beethoven. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, he has big white hair and a big poofy scarf, and he looks intense. Uh, he's the director of Eddie the Eagle with Hugh Jackman and Tyler... Uh, Taron Edgerton? Yep, that guy. Uh, uh, Kings, Kingsman. Yeah, Kingsman guy. Um... Uh, he's done, uh, he's worked, he also worked on, uh, he was a producer on Bohemian Rhapsody. Fancy that. That son of a fuck. Um, but yeah, he's known for it. What does that mean? When somebody says, I'm a producer on a film, what legwork did No one play? knows. No one knows. Uh, but yeah, the new X-Men movie is starting to get reviewed, and some people think it's okay. Yeah, which is what I'm expecting it to be. Dark Phoenix is coming out. This is, uh, we're recording on Wednesday, yep. uh, on uh, two days, or if you know, you live in a big city, it's going to come out on Thursday in uh, major cities, uh, Dark Phoenix, or X-Men Dark Phoenix, or whatever they're going to call it. I know, but once it gets a DVD, it might be like Edge of Tomorrow, and they're going to be like, X-Men, Dark Phoenix, The Final Fight, or something, you know, they're just add Some me. shit. Like, yeah. just add several titles under it. Just to make people, this is an X-Men movie yeah. that you haven't seen. This yeah. time, it's extremely personal. Yeah. Yeah, um, I expect this to be okay. I am sad that this movie even exists, because... Yeah. Frankly, it kind of scorches the earth for Marvel to have done it for a while. But, I mean, when Marvel does start making X-Men movies, there's over 50 years of continuity there. I'm sure they can pull out a new storyline rather than the same one that they did in another movie. Twice. Twice. Wait, X3, The Last Stand. Right, and then this one, yeah. yeah. I thought you were saying there was another movie where they did it. I was like, there's three! No! no! no. Um, but yeah, this looks fine. It's fine. It's fucking fine. It's just, uh, it's not going to floor me. I still need to see Shazam. What am I doing? Shazam is fine. Is it just fine, or is it? It's the best DC movie ever made. Better than Wonder Woman? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, the third act is actually a lot of fun, but it doesn't make... B- being the best DCU movie doesn't mean it's a great movie. Yeah. Zachary Levi killed it. 
he's he's I, I he's pretty great. He nailed. He's like it's like Tom Hanks. Is it better? Superpowers. Yeah. Is it better than his work in Chuck? Yes, because I never saw Chuck. Okay. I didn't care to see it because it looked terrible. No offense, Zachary, but I wasn't a big NBC guy you? back then. Yeah. How um, dare you insult McGee? <laughs> Easily. <laughs> he insulted Terminator Sal- with Terminator Salvation. He insulted me. Yeah. So there you go. And making a sequel to Char- Charlie's Angels that was kind of ridiculous. Kind of ridiculous. Did that happen? Yeah, full throttle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. I love that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're getting another one. Yeah. You're getting Charlie's Angels again, and Kristen Stewart is one of the angels. Yep. When the fuck did that happen? Oh, it's, it's been, been going in, on. Yeah, it's been production already, yeah. yeah. It's been in production for a while. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Speaking of Kristen Stewart, we haven't seen each other in a few weeks, and uh, I, I don't. Uh, it's not about Kristen Stewart, but uh, oh, I know where you're going. Yeah, we have a new Batman, guys. We have a new Batman. We have Robert Pattinson as going to be the DCU's new Bruce Wayne and Batman. This is old news. This has been like three weeks into the thing, but let's talk about it. It got confirmed. It got Bruce confirmed. Wayne. Correct. Yeah, because there was a moment where About a Boy was about to be. Batman, but then who was uh, the what's his fucking Nicholas face? Holt. Nicholas Holt. Yeah, he was in the running. No. I didn't believe it. I thought no. it was a contract negotiation thing. No way. Yeah, yeah. it was probably like, oh, Nicholas, really? You're gonna get Nicholas? No, I don't believe. Nah, that. fuck it. Um, you did that Tolkien movie. Everybody saw that? No, no, no one saw that because that looked like a cash grab. It did look like a cash grab that I'll probably end up seeing. Now you just put that in front of the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movies, and you just make a day of it. Yeah, a, a pseudo good day. The last part of that day is going to be amazing. Yeah, no, no. You start with Tolkien, you watch the Hobbit movies, then you go into Lord of the Rings, yeah. and then by the end of it, you're excited and want to die. Yeah, because it's like 10 years later. Yeah, and yeah. also because you will have had 65 meals. Because yeah. obviously you got to pair it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am here for Robert Pattinson doing it. I think he is going to be great. Outside of the Twilight movies, he's just been doing a bunch of really difficult indie movies mm-hmm. and acting his face off, so great. And he's so gosh darn handsome. Oh, he, he is handsome. I, for one, have not... I've only seen one movie with Robert Pattinson, and that's Cosmopolis, and uh, that's a Cronen, David Cronenberg movie, and that's all I have completely of his acting ability. Wait, you didn't see Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? I don't remember. I remember he he got he almost drowned and Harry Potter saved him, right? No, no, no. He died. He died. He got him out of the water, but he what was dead. What you know about that Cedric Diggory? Right. So he was in that movie, Goblet of Fire. Yeah. <coughs> so okay, so I have two movies to go off. Uh, one that I saw almost like ten years ago, uh-huh. and then Cosmopolis, which I saw like six or seven years that's ago. The, that's the Cronenberg thing. Yeah, it all takes place in a car, uh, in a in a limo. And, uh, that sounds expensive. It's very exciting. <laughs> but I have no clue of what to expect. People are already like, oh, Robert Pattinson, Twilight guy, whatever. I was like, I never saw them. Listen I know me. they're hot garbage, you're, but... You're not allowed to play Batman unless the internet complains about it. Or the pre-internet, mm-hmm. because everyone flipped their shit over Keaton. That's true. There is and not, Christopher Reeves. There has not been a Batman. Yeah. And Adam West. Yeah. There has not been a Batman that people haven't complained about, because there's this... Uh, Everyone has loved Kevin Conroy from the beginning. That's true. That is true. And nobody had a problem with Christian Bale uh, because they were just like... Nobody had a problem with Christian Bale. They were like, why is this British guy doing this? Why do I now have a British accent? Bop-a-doop-a-doop. Especially bop-a-doop-a-doop. Yeah. Um, 
I don't. I have no. Before I pass it to you, and you tell me your opinion on it. All I have to say, all I can bring to it is, is like I covered up his face. I saw his jaw. He's got a great jaw for the cowl. It's weird that we both did that. Well, you're always going to. You're always going to go like. Yeah, you can Can't, do it. I'm covering Brendan's face. Yeah, he is covering my face. I'm like, that is one of the reasons that I didn't think Nicholas Holt would do it. I was like, that chin too pointy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's got two boyish, boyish mouth. He looks like a little child. He looks like he looks like about a boy forever and ever. He's gonna look like the kid from About a Boy. Bevan, are you excited for Robert Pattinson to play the Dark Knight? I unfortunately have seen all three of the Twilight movies, and it makes you hate Robert Pattinson. It really does. Um. I understand, like, I know the internet has, like, oh, don't judge him for Twilight. Robert Pattinson hates Twilight, too. I have only seen Robert Pattinson in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, which was the most boring human being alive. So when he died, I was like, so hot. Actually, I've never found him attractive. Uh, And then when he became the vampire and he had that intense stare, I was like, this is the dumbest, corniest thing ever. So for me, it's hard to accept him as Batman. Now, I am trying to be open-minded right now. He, the dude's too skinny. He's not attractive enough. Uh, yeah, sure, he's got a great jaw. Neither was uh, Christian Bale when yeah. he got the role. He was in The Machinist right before that. Right, I mean, but Christian Bale... He had Bale, a donut diet after that. He had, yeah, he had a donut diet after that, but before that, he was on cigarettes and water. Yeah, no, I know, but Christian Bale has always... I always thought that Christian Bale had the ability to look bulky, Robert Pattinson looks like skin and bones to me, so it's like it's going to be hard for him to bulk up where I think was necessary. While I never really liked Ben Affleck either, I did buy that Ben Affleck could bulk up and look like a Batman. He did. And he did look like a Batman. Um, You know what? It shows the commitment to his role that he kept bulking up even after shooting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He kept ballooning. Yeah. Crazy. my one fear about this, because Robert Pattinson is so young, he is 34, 33, um, is that they're going to rehash the origin story again with Batman. What? I don't think they are. I hope not, because I'm kind of tired of seeing Martha and Thomas Wayne die. If I, I get it. If I Pearls fall in an alley one more time, I swear to God I'm going to punch myself in the dick. Like, it's like, it's one of those things with, like, what I love so much about Spider-Man uh, Homecoming is that we didn't even deal with uh, Uncle Ben being dead. I mean, we did a little bit, but we didn't see it. Well, to, to, the, to the point, to the point of that, it was just like, I think they're going to just do it like Tom Holland. Yeah. And treat it like that, where Tom Holland is young, like you said, he's 22 now. Yeah. And he's probably, you know, knock on wood, I really like Tom Holland. I think he's going to be Spider-Man for at least a decade. Yeah. And hence why Robert Pattinson, being 35... He's going to play Batman for 10 years. He's going to be the Justice League's Batman. He's going to be the solo Batman movies. He's going to be the DCU Batman for everything. I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, I think he's going to be around for a while. Mm-hmm. The the thing that I take umbrage with is the idea that he's going to be in all the DCU shit because I don't think there really is a DCU anymore. Like I'm glad you came to terms with that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I think they're gonna be more bespoke movies like Joker. They're gonna divide it up. They're gonna divide it up, and like 
I think there's even a chance that Ben Affleck would come back for a Justice League movie because this is just a different universe than what I think the Matt Reeves stuff is going to be. Uh, Matt Reeves is directing this. We should talk about him for a quick second. Did the Planet of the Apes trilogy. Oh, yeah. He Very good. Very fucking good. And this will be a trilogy of movies that purportedly is focused on the fact that he is the world's greatest detective, which is something we haven't explored on film or television other than, obviously, the Kevin Conroy Batman, which is perfect, as we all think, and you are not allowed to disagree with. Uh, but yeah, I think this should be good. I My hot take is it's going to be labeled like Batman Arkham something. I think they're going to play off the video uh, game stuff. I'm going to go into Court of Owls territory. Cool. I'm here for that. That's a great mystery. Uh, Court of Owls by Scott Snyder is one of the more interesting Batman arcs in the past, like, 20 fucking years. Why is that? Uh, because it does really delve into the power dynamics of Gotham, the criminal underworld, and just mystery, which we just don't get. Like, the, the Burton Batmans didn't do it, the Nolan Batmans didn't do it, the Schumacher Batmans didn't do it. Uh, it's just something we haven't really explored and it could be really fun. So I think it'll be good. I think it'll be dark and broody and fun. I think it'll be fun. But you guys don't think that uh, Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne Batman will be cohesive with, like, Aquaman? He won't be, like, Aquaman and Diana and Henry Cavill's Superman? I think or... Henry Cavill's Superman's gone as well. Yeah? Um, He's not I... going to hang out with Zachary Levi, Shazam? No, I think... I think Justice League is dead earth for a little while. Well, yeah, but still, the heroes... Like, Wonder Woman is coming out next year in June, Wonder still. Wonder coming out, and we're probably going to have another Aquaman. We'll probably have another Shazam. Mm -hmm. But the Batman and Superman, those two tentpoles, are down uh, in terms of, like, the actors that they had in there. So what, what the fuck are they going to do? Uh, he comes back, and Wonder Woman's like, you look different, Bruce. Well, I don't think that would matter as much. You know, suspension of disbelief. You could just say, put it in the fucking bucket, do it? Yeah, absolutely. Did you? Okay, I want to spoil Shazam for you, but you actually, I think you'd want to see I'd it. I'd want to see it. Yeah, god damn it. I know. Yeah. I'm here to ruin everything for you. That's, That's okay. That's the That's move. Okay. I still can't believe he hasn't seen it. I feel like after a certain point, if you haven't seen it, we have the right to spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> did you see it? I did. Of course see? I did. I mean, is it a major thing? No, I mean, the, I'm talking about the very, very ending. Oh, I mean, the ending is great. The, yeah. I, I love the ending. Like, the ending, 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 like, the, the, the cameo. Oh, oh, the cameo. Yeah. You're not talking about the, the, the fight. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the, not talking about the plot third act. I'm talking about the basically the button, the oh, post-credits, yeah. almost the Marvel ending thing right yeah, before. Yeah, I mean, I think you could spoil that. Fuck it. Go for it. What's the tag? Uh, well, okay. Yeah. So I'm spoiling Shazam uh, a month after. Uh, <laughs> Superman's in the end of the movie. Like Henry Cavill Superman? From the neck down. Yeah. See, I think I knew that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He appears. He appears. Uh, with, but it, with Shazam. Isn't it the uh, Justice League Superman suit? Yeah. It's it's Man of Steel. Yeah. It's Henry Cavill's suit. Interesting. And does he go? I'm putting together a team. <laughs> <laughs> no, no Nick Fury stuff at all. It's literally just like he shows up. Uh, Billy Batson's friend goes. <gasps> credits. That's it. Dope. It's very. It's like three seconds. Like oh, you're like you're in the theater. and You're like. 
Oh, that's fun. That's and then cute. It's adorable. Fucking adorbs. Adorable. So, which means that Zachary Levi Shazam is in the Man of Steel world. Yes. I mean, well, they talk about that in the trailers, too, yeah. about, like, how the kid collected a batarang. And yeah, exactly. And the newspaper about Superman and yeah. all that stuff. So, I mean, they did firmly put the Shazam movie in the DCU that they were trying to build. Right. So, which means Diana's in there, so is uh, Aquaman, so Robert Pattinson, the thing is, I think it's, since he's age appropriate to just like churn that machine, it'd be kind of foolish for DC to, again, separate their, branch out their universes with having like the TV one, the movie one, the other movie universe, it's kind of like, dude, it's already hard enough to like give a shit because like somebody... People like, oh, I like TV Flash, Ezra Miller's Flash, whatever. Oh, I, I like uh, Supergirl Superman, Henry Cavill's gone. Oh, I like uh, Matt Reeves' Batman, but Ben Affleck's Batman. Like, it's just too confusing. Listen, if I were DC and I were smart, leaving room for laughter. Um, Laugh track? Yep. What I would do is, you have a Crisis on Infinite Earths thing happening on the CW right mm-hmm. now. That's going to be their big mashup. Make it a filmed event that you put on your DC app, or if you're not putting anything forward in the DC app, which there's rumors about that, because apparently Warner Brothers wants to launch an app, and that's a direct conflict. This is purportedly why... uh, Wait, Warner Brothers wants to do something apart from the DC app, you mean? Yeah, they want to get DC stuff there as well, and their own library. This seems very short-sighted in mm-hmm. my view. Sounds like Warner Brothers. Yeah. It with their superhero licenses. Yeah. Well, that's why they were like, okay, that 13 episodes of Swamp Thing, we're going to cut it down to 10. I think it's 10. And they're like, and that's going to be the end of it. You, We just filmed episode 7. Yep, wrap that shit up in 3. Um... So I, I would put it on whatever app you're trying to drive people to and just get everybody. But see, the problem with the app is, is like it's still fresh. A lot of people aren't getting the DC app right now because, you know, you wouldn't, I, I wouldn't get it for Titans, Doom Patrol, and Swamp Thing. The only thing that looks appetizing is Swamp Thing because I was a fan of the old TV show in the right. 90s. But it's not enough. To, to, also, I don't need to have all four Christopher Reeves movies available at any time. If you were told... Go get this app. It's seven bucks. It is the price of a movie ticket if you're going on a Wednesday morning. Right. Uh, Which I do all the time. And it had Ezra Miller's Flash with John Wesley Shipp's Flash, with Grant Gustin's Flash, with any number of Batmans, just Crisis on Infinite Earths. Just have so many different options and tie it all together and then start afresh with a mixed bag of the people that you have that you want to keep. Shazam, Wonder Woman. Um, maybe Do we want to keep Wonder Woman? We want to keep Wonder Woman, Bevan. Bevan's always cranky about Wonder Woman. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but would you would you go to that app to see a like six-part miniseries that covered all of this? If for $7, Disney Plus has the same thing? No. Really? No, because I'm more interested in seeing the cohesive universe where I'm going to see a Loki miniseries, which is cohesive to the MCU. I'm going to see a WandaVision series, which is cohesive to the MCU. The X-Men can come in a few years, which will be cohesive with whatever they want to do with branching out with the X-Men storylines. I think it's particularly hard in the face of that universe to muster a fuck about Marvel things that don't feel interconnected with it. 
I I have fallen off Agents of Shield. I have not watched. It's not Cloak. a good show. I have not watched Cloak and Dagger. Not a good show. Um, I am less excited about the Netflix cinematic universe of the season three of Jessica Jones is coming out. I'm very excited for that, but I'm just like, ah, you know, I wish. Uh, Daredevil's gonna come back. Do you think that? Absolutely. I hope it's so. The one, it's the strongest one. It'd be foolish. That would be a, a that would be a Warner Bros. DC move if they don't. Yeah. I mean, I hope they bring them over. I think there's a two-year uh, clause that holds them down from that, but God knows they'll be pumping out enough content sure. in, in two years. Um, I mean, a Daredevil Deadpool movie would be amazing and I mean, fun and weird. I was just, I recently watched Winter Soldier c- again, because it's a great... I was watching that on the plane back from LA. It's a wonderful MCU movie, and I was watching the scene after um, Nick Fury gets shot, presumably dead. Spoiler alert, it's been seven years. Um, but then he goes charging after Bucky. He goes charging and he just like he's barreling through buildings and crashing through and then like you know tumbling around. He gets his shield. He's like mashing through walls and doors. And all I could think about was like, what if Wolverine was in that scene with him, charging at something? That's it's it's as one of those powerful fan services like when he gets the hammer in Endgame, where it's yeah. kind of like, <gasps> yeah, I mean perfect. that's. For me, I... That's I, worth that's worth the $7 to get an app to see that as many times as possible, more than trying to have all these DC shows that aren't really working together because they all want to have their own pocket universe. I mean, you've seen what happened with Gotham. I saw the last episode of Gotham, I which was probably my second episode I've ever seen of Gotham. What a fucking mess of a train wreck that was. I am right that now was. working my way to the end of Gotham. I finished up episode 8 of the final season last mm-hmm. night. And, uh, you know, uh-huh. uh, it's, uh, it's happening. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a Viking ship on fire. Yeah. I it's mean, sinking. Yeah, there's, uh, there's things that I like from the show. Uh, it we is, know. It is, uh, it's a particular variety of camp and weird. It's like, you ever, you ever got drunk specifically off just Midori? It's kind of like that, but for television. It's probably when I was like 19, <laughs> yeah. on a cruise ship. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So that's where we're living. It's a watermelon liqueur. I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> My God, I know what it is. Midori sours, ladies and gentlemen. Bevan was making a face. I made a face because I was like 19 on a cruise ship. That's very graphic. True story. Uh, 21, I got fucked up off grasshoppers on a cruise ship. I don't even know what that is. It's like a... Mineral grasshoppers. It's a milk <laughs> chocolate bevy, and uh, I threw up green. Uh, it was great. It's like Kahlua or something. Yeah. I threw up Midol. That's blue green throw up. Why did you throw up Midol? Uh, I took six Midol in high school and did not eat anything and had a bunch of water instead, and so... In the middle of uh, my history class, I was doing a presentation up in front of everybody and then threw up on, on everybody. You know that Midol's not a substitute for a healthy meal. No, Bevin. I understand, but I was having a really bad period that day and I didn't feel like eating. And then it turned into, all right, fine, then you're going to throw this up. I have not had Midol since. There's a joke in there somewhere when she said period and it was in school. I was thinking of school periods yeah. and then meant, but I couldn't make it in time. <laughs> but it's it's up you there. You couldn't throw up a joke fast enough? Nope, I yeah. could not. Uh, Thank you. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, what the fuck were we talking about? We were talking about 
Gotham and the DC and the Marvel apps yeah, and like I mean, I paying seven dollars. I still stand uh, the CW verse because they're so cohesive with their shit. Right. Um, but I even the or the storytelling no. or the shows themselves. Supergirl, Supergirl <laughs> grabbed too much from Clark Kent's timeline and canon and stories. I was like, my God, Supergirl's been written for years. Why don't you grab from her own goddamn comics? Sorry. Continue. It's okay. Continue. Very valid. Yeah. I like it. Melissa Benoist. Yeah. Am I right? Um, but yeah, I even have... Uh, there's a couple of the CW shows, like, Black Lightning's not part of that universe. Mm-hmm. And while it was an amazing show, like, I found myself having a hard time keeping up with that. There's just so many shows that, right now, for me to have that, like, payoff... I think prioritizes them. Um, the only Marvel show that I will watch religiously that is not connected to fucking anything is uh, Runaways. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just fun and good and one of my favorite comics of all time. Go read the books, kids. It's amazing. Um, He's leering at the microphone. Leering! It was super effective. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, nowadays, we have to buy so many different things. Like, yeah. if, if you want to watch Watchmen, you have to buy HBO now. Yes. If you want to watch any of the new Marvel stuff, you've got to invest in the new Disney+, Plus, which is going to be still cheaper than Netflix. And then if you want to watch any of the, like, Archie comic stuff, you have to keep Netflix. And it's like, so many things you have to... But thankfully, Netflix has something more than just Archie. No, no, no. I, I would live for that. <laughs> no. Give me my Riverdale app. Oh. I need it. Oh, by the way, speaking of Netflix, always be my maybe. Oh! Keanu Reeves is in it, and he's hilarious. Oh, he's got like ten minutes in there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's punched. very funny, and he improvised most of that. Yeah, and there's even a rap song at the end about how the main character punched Keanu Reeves. It was really funny. By the way, spoilers for always be my maybe. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's delightful little rom-com that turns a couple tropes on its head. Ali Wong and Randall Park are very, very funny and adorable in it, and it's just gosh darn good, David Ray. Speaking of rom-coms and tangents, has anybody seen John Wick 3? That was the last movie I saw. Is that, is that a rom-com? It is great. It is. I'm going to watch it? the shit out no, of it. No, I've not it, seen it yet. John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. A love story between a man and his dog. Yep. Yep. And, like, his guns and his knives and his punching fists. Please tell me the dog survives. I uh, ain't going to say shit, but don't worry. Just don't worry. Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Then you're going to be fine. What about the fucking horse? There's horses. There's dogs, uh, plural. I know, I know. It's, um, if you're going to choose between Shazam and John Wick, like right away, like if you had like five minutes and you got to choose one, you should go see John Wick. I've heard go see John Wick. There's a million movies out that I need to see. Yeah. I've been so busy, I missed Shazam and the wrestling movie that was out. There's a wrestling movie that was out? Fighting With My Family by Stephen Merchant of Office Fame. Well, that's okay if you miss that. It has like an 85 on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you know how many good wrestling movies there are? That and The Wrestler. That's about it. And Beyond the Map, but that's a documentary. Rocky is boxing. Is boxing. I don't care that Thunder Lips happened. Yeah, Mom. Rocky's boxing, Mom. Shut up, Mom! God damn it, Bevan! I mean, I heard, I heard that Godzilla is also something you could miss too. See, but I, I would like to see that on IMAX. I heard just, just for the, just for that. It's a fucking bop. 
I hear a, it's a bop. A bop. What's it's a bop? A bop is a popular type of song and or movie that just it just slaps. Again, what does that mean? It oh, just slaps. Old man David Ray. What is this millennial terminology? Yeah, exactly. It just means it's really good. It's got okay, to it. thank you. It's a superlative of the positive variety. I don't know. Gotcha. It's rotten on rotten tomatoes. What is? Godzilla. Godzilla? No. No fucking yes. way. No. But it doesn't matter. I still want to see those big monsters fighting each other on a no, big screen. Really, if you're the, the, so here's the thing. If you just want to go see monsters attack each other... You're good. If you Perfect. If you story, you're bad. I didn't go to Pacific Rim for the story, and I did forget about it the next day, but I enjoyed what I saw. Did you see Pacific Rim 2? I did not. Did anyone know that movie came out? You and I did when we went to see uh, Justice League, and we were like, we're going to go see that day one. We're going to get really high and do it, and that never happened, because that's how much we wanted to see that movie. We really should get really high and do that. We should do that with Godzilla. You, you know it would be fun. To stop recording and go see Godzilla right now? Uh, no, I was going to say... Uh, For the adultish podcast, this... No. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, just like uh, a Muppet Pacific Rim mashup movie. Oh, speaking of Muppets. Hold on. <laughs> Wait. Do you mean... Me. Yeah, give me five... Give yeah. me one minute. Give me one minute. Yeah. So do you mean... Okay, so the pilots. Yeah. Are the pilots Muppets and robots or are the pilots humans and Muppets? The pilots are humans and Muppets. This movie needs to happen. <laughs> Hollywood, call me. I'm a so, man with ideas. So wait, so so when the water rises, is it like a gigantic felt puppet coming out there of the is water? A mix of kaiju's uh-huh. and just very large Muppets. <laughs> but they're soaking wet. Yeah, the Muppet ones are soaking wet. Felt. felt. <laughs> yeah. So and then the kaiju are like crazy 3D. So when the pilots get in there, what are they pulling? So, so this is another case of we keep half of it the same. Seconds. We keep half of it the same, uh-huh. but the other half is Muppets. So the robots are also half really high-tech robots, half Muppets made of valves. Are you sure you're not high right now? <laughs> no, I definitely am high right okay. now. Is Idris Elba still in the movie doing yes. a, a very, you know, invigorating... Yes, every other scene, it's Muppet Idris Elba. <laughs> but here's the fun part. It's Muppet Idris Elba operated by Idris Elba, and we don't have him fully out of frame. <laughs> this is, um... Yeah, this is a day one movie. <laughs> this is a day one movie. Listen, I'm here, to, I'm here to make the magic, and the magic is Muppet Idris Elba. Guillermo, EP that shit. Moving on. Yeah, I'm definitely not on the same level as <laughs> Uh, Dark Crystal. We got a trailer for the new Dark Crystal on Netflix, and it is mostly puppets. Muppets. Muppets? Muppets. 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 Never heard I'm of completely in the dark about dark a Dark Crystal. Crystal. Yeah, no, I know the Dark... I know the originals. I didn't yes, know that they there were... There is a prequel Netflix series created by Jim, uh, the Jim Henson Company. Mm-hmm. It's predominantly Muppets. The trailer came out. It looks really, really good. And you could tell that they really, really fought to keep puppetry in there. Because there is a little, there are essence of CGI, Uh but but for the most part, the main characters, Muppets. The background, a set, an actual set. Cool. It looks really, really good. Another reason to keep Netflix around. It's like, you're only going to get this on Netflix, and it's coming out soon, and the trailer came out, it looks really good. I never really cared for the, I was more of a labyrinth person, I was... All into David Bowie and his balls. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Who isn't? I know. Um, We're talking about his dick, right? And his balls. And his balls. Yeah. His, his crystal balls that he swung in his hand. You're talking about his big dick that was tight in those black pants in the movie. I, I think the, the Bowie bulge, if that is not already a Twitter account. Or, or a, a Muppet. Or a Muppet. So Muppet David Bowie dick. <laughs> Coming soon to Pacific Rim. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not even that. It's we, a kaiju. It's a kaiju. We just frame it. <laughs> and it's just shots from Labyrinth. <laughs> and, it's, and cat people's on loop the whole time. I'm so here for this. Oh Jesus my god. Fuck. Anyways, it looks good. Dark mm-hmm. Crystal looks good. It makes me want to watch it, even though I didn't care for the original movie. I remember the original movie, I was like, ah, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. But, prequel series looks good. And there is, a, they actually did something different, which is that they, the puppeteers are not actually voicing the characters. It is actual celebrity uh, people that are voicing it. Um, Masande from Game of Thrones is yeah. in it, and I forget the other two. That are, I, I don't even know what's happening. Anyways. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Brendan just uh, showed us a meme of uh, cartoon Disney's Aladdin uh, wearing his, uh, his saggy MC Hammer pants, yeah. and you'd think, oh, they're baggy MC Hammer pants, but then there's a side-by-side of what he would look like without the MC Hammer pants, and instead of MC Hammer pants, it's just balls. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped. He stopped Bevan's conversation and mine to show us this. I appreciated it, but just I wanted the listeners to know yeah. what the hell was going on. My God. Anyway, Dark Crystal. Excited to see it. Yes. Aladdin. None of us saw that, right? Nope. No. No. None of us wanted to see that, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan is continually showing now cartoon scrotums and buttholes. He showed me SpongeBob's asshole. Ew. Uh, no, Aladdin also has a rotten score. Um, but peep, but see, I have, uh, I have, I have five friends in total, and so they, that's all I have, and then they saw Aladdin and they enjoyed it. But that's also kind of like to me the effect of like people saying when a movie's fine, because uh-huh. a movie's fine is not good. Yeah. yeah. That's not good enough for what me. Did they say? They say it's fine. They say Will Smith is good. Uh, they don't... A lot of... All of the people that have seen it that have told me is like, Jafar, not not what they expected. They kind of wanted somebody... Too fuckable. Too fuck. Well, I think because of the age range thing, they had to dumb him... They had to make him younger. Just to to want to bang Jasmine. Because in the animated movie, what is she, 16, 17? She's, 15. She's 15. And Jafar yeah. is 48. Yeah. You know? And he's got a pet he's parrot. Yeah, he's he's a big geezer, and uh, so making that work would not. It's kind of like if you wanted to. I heard somebody there was an interview on Joe Blow about why Wolverine is on a Dark Phoenix because explaining the love he had for Jean Grey. It was like putting Hugh Jackman in love with Sophie Turner would be fucking weird. Well, also Hugh Jackman is done. Yeah, he's dead. He's he's, he's so fucking dead. I mean, you could always. That's an that. alternate timeline, David Ray. Stop it. Stay dead, Wolverine. No. Stay dead for the good of the franchise. Well, I mean, I mean th- there would be no point to try and bring Hugh Jackman back anyway for the last X Men movie before Marvel takes it over. I, I mean, do we ever think that? Hugh Jackman will come back? Probably not. If he does, it'll be for Old Man Logan. It has to be for Old Man well, Logan. Logan, Old Man Logan? No, but like to do the MCU version of Old Man Logan, which oh. is like the white hair, like yeah. just have him like an old version of him, recast that in 10 years. Yeah, I was about to say, 
if you recast that right now, nobody's going to like you for it. No. Um, but I think if you give it, like, not, maybe not ten years, but five years, mm -hmm. then maybe people will be okay with it. Because I think people are hungry to see the X-Men interact with... The, the X-Men, but you can build to the Wolverine. No, you could. You, you could build... Family. You could make... You could... If you ever read Ultimate X-Men back in the early 2000s... Yeah, Wolverine and, didn't come in for a while. Well, no. The Wolverine was part of the Brotherhood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You make him a villain, and you build him up. Yeah. And you have the X-Men having to fight him. Uh-huh. That's... And then that's how you reveal who the actor is or whatever in, like, probably maybe the second X-Men movie or the third X-Men movie. Yeah. You have the assassin Wolverine. Mm -hmm. That'd be wonderful. But anyways, I'm just daydreaming. Listen, if we're, if we're getting into some multiverse shit, I just want the brief two seconds of Hugh Jackman transforming into Danny DeVito, transforming into whoever they actually land on it. Okay. I just want to see that morphing. And it will happen picture. in my Muppet Kaiju movie with the David Bowie balls. <laughs> part of me is also kind of sad, again, that Iron Man is dead because I wanted to see Iron Man interact with uh, Mr. Fantastic. It will happen, but just not anytime soon. No, I know, I know. I, I don't think they're going to bring back Iron Man for a while. Unless they bring him out as an in, intelligent thing, like a hologram. Like a, like a Jarvis? Like yeah. A Jarvis. This operates in Spider-Man's suit in the next movie. Calling it. Not Friday. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. That was Brendan. Moving on. Uh-huh. So, yeah, sorry, Bevan. We were talking about Netflix earlier, and um, there is a show that you recently caught up on yes. that's been out for a while. Yes, um, that is quite good, and that is Castlevania. Yeah. Uh, Castlevania, based on the video game by Konami, uh, uh, came out first on the Nintendo Entertainment System, then we What's got... What's it about? It's about vampire hunters. Brandon is showing me a little dog eating an ice cream cone. Yeah. Ignore that. Um, it's very cute. It's very cute. Um, <clears throat> so, the video game series done by Konami about the, uh, the Belmonts uh, fighting vampires, uh, saving the world. This turned into an animated series that's been uh, on Netflix now for a year and a half, with the first season being 90 minutes total. Yeah, it was only four episodes. Correct. Yep. And then season two, around kind of the same. Maybe. Yeah, yeah I, I think like one more. But you initially saw it because your brother, being a big gamer and whatnot, and you were like, okay, sure, I'll give it a shot. I had already seen the show. What did you think about Castlevania, Bevan? So I was, I, I did care about the world. I did like the characters. Um, I really liked Alucard. Um, even though Alucard is one of those usual troops of, like, the reluctant hero that is, ha like, he's a man of this world, a man of this world coming in. He's like Blade. In a, mm -hmm. in a way. Like, Alucard is half human, half vampire. His father is Dracula. His mother was a normal woman that... A scientist. A scientist, even. Um, and she got burned at the stake by the corrupted Catholic Church, because it's always the Catholic Church. Why'd they burn her? Oh, because they thought she was a witch. Because that's what science does back in the day. Yes. You're a burn witch. Burn people if they weigh a certain amount. You burn people if they're just just a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just thought she had too much e devil's witchery, which you know, to be fair, Dracula could arguably be a form of devilry. But so, so we have uh, at the beginning of the first step, we have Dracula, who is a badass, destructive force of nature. Yep. Who falls in love with a human yes, very woman? Yes, Beauty and the Beast. Very Beauty and the Beast. I would say 
a mature version of Beauty and the Beast. Sure, because yeah. she willingly comes to the castle and she's like, can I stay here and learn about how this castle works? I want to yeah. learn about science. Hey, you should care about people. Yeah. She's like, why do I care about people? You should care about people. You need to be a part of this world. And then we turn into the Little Mermaid all of a sudden. Yeah. You know? Um... And then he and then and then she they live together, love each other. She starts doing science things. Yeah, she convinces him to start traveling like a man, so he could understand human beings. And I actually would have liked to have explored that a little bit longer. Um, their relationship to get more of the weight of what happens when he comes home and found that the church has burned her. Yeah, how does he feel about that? Oh, sexy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is sexy what he does, which is rape and pillage the world. Oh. He got... How angry did he get, man? Oh, man. He came out of a fire. He was so angry. And then... He was literally fire. He was literally fire. And yeah. he told them, I'm going to give you a year, and then I'm going to destroy the world. And in my, yeah, he get, my eyes... He, get, he gets civilization a year to get its shit together, because uh-huh. he's going to extinguish everybody in that... Because he blames everybody. humanity. Yep. Yeah. For the wife. He's death. so mad. He's so mad. He's like Khaleesi, man. He's so mad. Oh, Danny's so mad. Danny's so mad. <laughs> Danny mad. Danny Dracula mad. Fun fact, there are uh, two Hobbit actors in this show. I did not know that. Yes. Uh, Belmont is voiced by the king, the king dwarf. Oh, oh, copy that. All right. Uh, right. And then his right-hand man plays Dracula. I thought you were going to talk about Billy Boyd and, you know. I thought you were talking about Mary and Pippin or something. No, no, I'm talking about, like, the Hobbit films that we all hate. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll pull it up for you. Um, Because I actually looked up Mm -hmm. who everyone's voice was because I was like, I want to, I recognize some of them. Sure. Where do I know this voice? Right. And I was like, ah, because I've heard it. Um, So, Dracula... Uh, duh, duh, duh. So yeah, so Dracula gives him a year, and I'm thinking in the back of my head, why the fuck just do it now? But thankfully, they explain why he didn't do it right away. Right. Um, and then you he's see, getting the forces of evil together. Yeah, he's building an he's army. Building an army. He's building an army. Yeah. Created by men, ironically. I'm thinking to myself, you two hate your race this much. I mean, yeah. what what do you think's gonna happen when he's done? He's gonna Contradiction. Be- I know, right? Um, so you take over a little bit of storytelling. Um, well, so he, basically, the, the first season just sets up and executes, really, the wrath of Dracula based on the death of his wife, and the reason this show really worked for me, it's because it's an animated show, and the amount of violence that this show throws at you in terms of the rape and pillage of women and children literally being torn apart by hellish demons was overwhelmingly satisfying. I was like, this is actual wrath of God shit happening. And the reason... So we have... uh, Bevan just gave me the cast of... Ooh, tell me the cast. So we have uh, Richard Armitage as Trevor Belmont. Obviously. We have uh, James Callas as Alucard. We have Grabin McTavish as Dracula. (laughs) And we have Alejandra Reynoso. Who's playing Dracula? Uh, Graham McTavish. I thought you called him Gavin McTavish, and I was like, what leprechaun? (laughs) (laughs) Gavin McTavish. No, No, it's Graham Graham McTavish. And we have Alejandra Reynoso as Sifa uh, Belnades. I never heard her last name. And then we have Matt Fuhrer as the bishop, and it goes on and on and on. Yeah, those are the same But But, two uh, Hobbit guys. Two Hobbit guys. 
Um, the Wrath of Dracula is a sight to behold, which I feel like could only been done properly with an animated show because it's you can't really show a woman and her child being torn to shreds by demons live action you without turning a few heads. You can't. You 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 could, but it'd be like I a rated R my kaiju Muppet movie. Has <laughs> just much violence and kill children in front of you. Absolutely. Well, the Muppets will rip them apart with hell fury. <laughs> <laughs> um they do say that this is loosely based on Castlevania III, Dracula's Curse. Mm-hmm. And um, Symphony of the Night. And Symphony of the Night, yeah. One, the, one of the best Castlevania video games ever on the first generation PlayStation. Um, but the, the, I, one of my favorite parts about the show, it's very quick, the writing's good, the character development is just enough to like get out of the gate and just go. It just flies by. But what's really satisfying as well is that it gives you enough time to establish the relationships with each other and like have like these allies and the bonds right away. And at the end of the first season, it's like, okay, good. And then it's all out war. That being said, the, the attention to the details of how you can fight demons with the use of Catholic power yeah. is my favorite. My favorite version of Catholicism is the one that has magic and can kill demons. Yeah. So when Belmont is like, take this water and sanctify it, I need it. You're like, yes, sanctify it, magic, do it, power of God stuff. I love when Catholicism is magic. Yeah. It's just more fun when it's weaponized, yes. and weaponized in, in a fictional way rather than real life. Yeah, when they just crusade and they just murder people. Yeah. I really like the fictional version of Catholicism. It's extremely fun. <laughs> It's like Constantine. I, I love the idea of like, oh, religion is a superpower. Speaking of Constantine. Yo. Uh, John Wick 3 Parabellum, watch that. Yeah, so they are looking to possibly get Constantine back up on the big screen. Rumor has it. With Conorus? With Colin Farrell. <gasps> Who I think, that's... when he first came on the scene, was just John Constantine. <laughs> yeah. He was smoking, drinking... And having sex with Britney Spears. <laughs> he was just living his life. Just like John Constantine. And fighting demons. I mean, his own. His own. His but own. <laughs> I, I think it would be a brilliant slice of casting, though. I feel like Matt Ryan has been pretty good. That's the TV version, right? The TV version, and like uh, he's also the voice of it in a couple of cartoons. Mm. Like He's been pretty definitive. To me, though... A little underwhelming, I hate to say that, Internet, but yeah, Matt Ryan, I feel like his the writing that they've given him kind of sucks. I haven't seen the show. Yeah. Well, the, his show got canceled. Oh, then, well, there you go. Then he's been on Legends, and it's been a weaker season of Legends, mm. so... Doesn't that happen with every DCU show, though? That there's a weak season? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Every, if you have shows for seven years, then yeah, you're going to have a... Deal. League of Legends has been on for seven years? No, not League of Legends. Legends of Tomorrow. That's been on for seven years? No, but Arrow has. I think this is like the fourth or fifth season of this. I don't know. I don't want David it. Gray just wilted. But, uh, uh, listen, going back to Castlevania. Yeah, watch Castlevania. Fine. Brandon. It's very, It's very quick. Like, it's very good. It's very good. I'm surprised how... I was surprised by how good it was. Yeah, I, I'm i not much of a gory person, so I will admit the first four episodes were... The gore is intense. The, the gore is intense. It's like the mountain fighting 
a Pascal and tearing them apart type of intense. Yeah, it's that kind of like I didn't enjoy that, but it's I did. Rough. It's rough. It's yeah. um, rough. Literally, children are being torn apart. Yeah, they're like their demon has Listen, a baby I in his mouth at one point. Yes, oh, that was bananas. God. I was like, no, yeah. I can't. But I will say that once we get to more of the storytelling aspect and there's less gore and violence because they like, okay, now let's tell a story. Yeah. Um, then it gets better for me. Then, then I was like, all right. Especially when Alucard first came onto the scene, that's where I feel like the, the pacing just picked up. Mm -hmm. I was like, ah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the three m musketeers. Where they're going to yeah. go off. Exa yeah. They're going to go off and kill Dracula, his mm -hmm. dad. Which, fun fact, my sister shamed me because I watched this whole entire thing and didn't get that a la carte, which is Dracula spelled backwards. Ta-da! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, you didn't know that? It's like Drugan. Yeah. Yeah, basically. They yeah. basically just did that. Oh, it's just, you called him Dragon. Cute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, man. My 16-year-old sister just... Showed me. Well, up. they're in the loop, you know. They're in the loop. You didn't have, you you wouldn't have heard of Castlevania if it wasn't for for My your brother. siblings, you yeah, know. Yeah. Which Castlevania has been around for yeah thirty years, but it's still kind of like under the radar until this show. Yeah. It's still under the radar because yeah. this show is not like blowing up. No. Like it's it's fucking solid show. Listeners, go see Castlevania. It's just two and a half hours of your day to watch the entire two seasons. Right. You know? Uh, and then we are going to get a third season. Yeah. Um, Sick. Which, you know, I'm kind of like, um, I don't want to spoil it because we want Brendan to watch it. Yeah. Um, but spoil like, it. I'll watch it anyway. I'm going to forget about everything. What am I doing? So, like, when, when he finally um, kills Dracula, the mm -hmm. son... Um, I was kind of sad that Dracula had died so quickly because mm -hmm. I was I was looking forward to more of the conflict between he and his son. Yeah. Like you don't care about even your son, you're just willing to kill him too. And then like, hell yeah. The moment where he actually did kill uh, Dracula was very touching. I thought. It was. It was. I think more powerful than when uh, Jon Snow killed Danny. Oh, well, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That I was. Mean, that was. Yeah. But you had two seasons of Alucard's hatred for his and pain for his father and then you yeah that that relationship of how he felt and what he was doing was extremely palpable and well done i thought yeah because he was like this it was like passive aggressive revenge yeah yeah well and he was like i'm doing this for my mother and then right. the fact that dracula died in his son's childhood bedroom Mm -hmm. was also, and you saw very him... Very poetic. Like, it was very poetic, yeah. and also it, you saw that it affected Dracula, because he was like, he realized that he was about to kill his son in his son's childhood bedroom, where there were still pictures of the family just being a normal family. Mm -hmm. And you saw him losing his mind, like, I have lost so much of my humanity, I'm about to kill my only blood, mm -hmm. my only boy. And he just let Alucard... Dracula spelled backwards. Uh, Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> plunge a knife into a stake, even. It was it was a normal wooden stake Correct. from the bed. Old-fashioned tricks. Old-fashioned tricks. Mm -hmm. And I really did enjoy the scene where he was left alone in the castle, and then he just finally broke down and, and, like, and dealt with his grief of what happened to his family. So I am intrigued to see what's happened, because I think we're now about to go into battle with... What's her face? The uh, that... Motherfucker, I forget her name right now. Great, it's been a while. Um, yeah, it's her. It's like a female vampire that's like politically like. Yeah, she's she's a shit starter. Is what she's doing. She is a she's shit just starter. A, a fire starter, making everybody fight each other. Yeah, she she's uh, Carmela. Carmela, 
A scheming vampire mistress, a member of Dracula's war council, who, who seeks to unsurp him. She is a very interesting character, too, because she does, you do spend enough time with her in the second season to see her going around to his willing subjects and her trying to manipulate everybody to just kind of be like, this is fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. Like, I loved the Scottish vampire who was like, so let me get this straight. We kill off all of human beings, and what are we eating? Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, we've got enough livestock. He's like, I don't like pigs. Yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah. I, I like human blood better. Than and, and he's fighting for that right of just like, I want humans, and yeah. making the conflict between the vampires is very tantalizing. Yes. Uh, rest in peace, that guy. Yeah. Um, but, like, uh, you know, I think we're about to have an all-out war with Carmilla and the other human guy that's like, I'm going to make my own goddamn dead army now. Mm -hmm. That's going to go out and avenge Dracula. What's his face, too? He was also very good. Um, no, no. Sorry, listeners. We're, uh, we're experiencing research. Oh, it's Isaac, a, a uh, forge master. Forge master? Theo, by the way, Theo James plays Hector, and if you don't know, Theo James is also a name. He's known for the Divergent series, Golden Boar, uh, Underworld, uh, the Netflix movie How It Ends. He's also in this uh, show as well, playing Hector, a human being that likes to create dead pets. Oh yes, Hector's sick as fuck. Yeah, I like this Hector. is. Anyways, we're gonna we have to wrap this yeah, up, let's but wrap this up. but Castlevania, you're Castlevania. in. I'm in. See, even if you don't play the video games, check out the show. It's fantastic. Fan service-tastic. Yay! Oh, Thank you, Ben. I, I like this a lot less than David Bowie's bulge being a kaiju. I'm just Send kidding. us off, Brendan. Uh, that's it for the Adultish Podcast. I'm Brendan Sokler. David Ray. And I'm Ben, and thanks for listening, guys. Make sure to check us out at adultish.tv. Let's go see X-Men. <laughs>